0: Welcome to a very special episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. The wonderful Jess Harold is not here, so apologies, dear listener, you have me, Sam McClary. But to make up for no Jess, we are joined with the one and only Mr Damien Wilde.
1: Hello, I'm very, very excited, uh, Sam. So EG Like Sunday Morning, EG LSM. I thought the SM was for Samantha McClary.
0: I mean, it usually is on, on most things. I try and take ownership, but you know...
1: I thought you got your name above the title there.
0: <laughs> one day, one day it's coming. So you and I are talking here because we, um, well, you are. Can you? We'd call you a Croy- a Croydonite, wouldn't we? It's it's where you're from. It was I think home.
1: So. Certainly by birth, formative years all of those things, formative years in many of the places that we'll end up talking about yeah. this morning as well. So I I appreciate the positive regional discrimination today. <laughs> good,
0: good. And I can um, take a little Croydon from having lived in Penge for 11 years, which I would always try and say is Crystal Palace, but we all know it's probably more Croydon than Crystal Palace. Big story of the week, obviously, was something we all knew was coming, but it was finally confirmed that Hey ho, Westfield Croydon, West Ham, whatever we were gonna call it, um, the giant spaceship um shopping centre that was going to be um dropped in uh, Croydon Town Centre, is alas no more, um or certainly not in its, its current guise. And it's it's not a surprise because it one, it was taking so long, two, they've never managed to do anything um successful with retail in in Croydon Town Centre, although I'm sure Roger Wade will um argue against that with Box Park, but um on a grand scale. And I don't know what my three is now, but maybe you've got a three. But um let's uh, let's um chat about I I guess what it what you think of the um the revelation, if it could be a revelation. Is it a revelation? It's not a revelation.
1: No. I, I mean I had a look at the council papers and you know it's um it's all very carefully phrased and all very um trying to look forward positively but it's a you know it's a real it's a real smack in the face albeit one that it's been a gradual one hasn't it that's been coming in in slow motion for a little while and there you know everyone bears responsibility here hammerson westfield uh, john lewis the council and the world is very different as um at that spaceship quote from Scott Parsons wasn't it, um, it was. a year or so ago um who said eg that the told eg that the the idea of dropping a big spaceship in the middle of a town center or a big retail spaceship those days are over and of course he's right and yeah, timings didn't work out. You also have the then mayor, don't you? Um, one Boris Johnson, whatever happened to him, <laughs> uh, you know, making a great play of, um, you know, the, the regenerative experience of retail and the gold dust of Westfield not so many years ago. So it, it has everything, this story.
0: I didn't know if I felt sorry for Croydon or angry on behalf of Croydonites in the. There's a lot that we always hear a lot of chat about Croydon, about the, the potential of it, but it never really seems to to come to much. And why why is that? Why do you think that is?
1: Uh, Croydon has a, a bad habit. I say this with some trepidation, but I'm gonna claim um borough entitlement <laughs> here. As a habit of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, it it seemed, it seems. And going back, um you know, well, when when was it that, you know, Boris rolled down to, to Croydon to, to announce the partnership um, or to, to rubber stamp the partnership, perhaps? You know, back then it felt like the opposite was going to be true. And, you know, there there were a number of years where it looked like there was a, you know, there was Westfield, there was... Um, Westfield, there was Westfield Stratford, Brent Cross and of course Croydon needed something similar you know the retail environment and the the demographics particularly to the south of the borough and south of the borough absolutely and Penge um, absolutely had uh, demanded it but but things moved on and then Boxpark came in of course and it did look like and, you know, more offices were moving there. And I remember, I remember being on holiday in Singapore, actually, and opening up the property pages of a, a newspaper there, the Straits Times. And it was this great buy-to-let opportunity in Croydon, only 14 minutes from London Bridge, 12 minutes from London Bridge, whatever it was. And it, and it felt like this was the time, this was Croydon's time. And yeah, things have moved on. I would say though, You know, two places that are close to my heart, Croydon, um, having grown up there, and I moved from Croydon to go to university in Birmingham. And if I think about, um, you know, retail slaps in the face, there's been none harder in recent years than John Lewis opening in Above New Street and Grad Central in, I think, um, 2015, was it? And shutting in 2020. 35 million or so, probably more, spent on it once everything was added up, and within five years closing. So, had things gone to plan in the mid 2010s for Croydon, you know, I, I don't think you know the the full project would have been realised in that time. But if you know John Lewis has had landed somewhere, you know, it could have closed by now as well. So I went from sort of anger, despair, um, you know, the what it, and uh, into the what ifs really and in some ways it almost could have been worse.
0: Yeah well and John Lewis could have opened there in the early 2000s of course when Good Minerva et al were trying desperately to get them and um, to come and they were being as John Lewis was in those days saying okay well you know give us the earth and um, and we'll come and and eventually they didn't and, and you know even at that time I suppose it, it, You know, the great Nigel Hugel, who, you know, does know a little bit about development and regeneration. He's got a a fairly decent track record. He saw opportunity in in Croydon for a while before they pulled out of that partnership um, when he was at Lendley's Europe. But, you know, you're right, it does seem to clutch or grasp, what did you say, grasp failure from the hands of success.
1: Defeat from the jewels of victory That's it, something like that <laughs> same thing I mean it, you know it's it's you know I, I was looking back at you know in in your wonderful leader this week looking at um what, what Nigel Hugel had Say so in doing the maths, back in 2016, he said, sorry, back in 2006, he said, 25 years ago, Croydon was among the strongest 10 retail locations in the UK. And I added, you know, 2021, oh, I took 20, 2006 away from 2021, added it to um, 25. And that tells me I'm very old. And I can remember walking around the week of centre <laughs> um, back then, um, you know, waiting for my mum and sister to come out of Girl, hoping desperately I wouldn't bump into anyone from school. That that sort of thing, but being excited about Croydon. And Croydon was a pretty vibrant place. It, it was the only place out with a Hamleys beyond Regent Street. Certainly, that's what I was told back then, and it, and it did feel like it had something about it. And it has been, as a retail centre, you know, a period of of slow decline, um, sadly.
0: So what now? What do we think should happen now? Because it does have, uh, you know, super quick into London. People want to. If we're going to be flexibly working, um, it's a you know it's potentially a great place to live that you can easily get into town if you need to, or work from home if you want, or work near home, um, or whatever the um the next trend trend will will be. It has a really diverse um demographic. Uh, you know, it should be able to be a fifteen or I keep saying twenty-minute now. People have um, turned fifteen-minute cities into twenty-minute cities just because walking a little bit slower, perhaps. Oh, um, this,
1: that thirty percent expansion. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you know, it 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 should have the op- opportunity. So, what what should the council be looking at with you know, Hammersmith um, and um, Unabai, um, uh, Rodamco, Westfield, as they are now have have said no we are still interested it's just maybe not as it was and maybe not not yet what do what should be happening to make sure that quite doesn't lose out again
1: i think i did make a slightly um flippant comment which i probably shouldn't repeat but i will to um to a colleague earlier in in the week who um, wrote the uh you know really insightful two pages on 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 this this week and you know she pointed out that ongoing commitment to um to the town by by those those two developers and i did what i did wonder out loud whether that's similar to my commitment to going to the gym which (laughs) i know is you know isn't as thorough as it could and should be but but what now after you know scanning the council papers the other the other evening i did tweet about some of those proposed alternative uses that had been put forward by the council and i was um you know somewhere between rightly ridiculed and willfully misinterpreted by someone who said so a textile repair cafe is going to make up for you know 300 million pounds in lost business rates and 8000 jobs not materializing which was you know I did mention that but that wasn't my emphasis really and you know there there is talk of um you know a tech working hub And, you know, Croydon has been trying to um, trumpet its tech credentials for a a little while. And also uh, in Alders, a place I know very well from countless Saturday jobs uh, there in the 1980s, um, that department store left the building some time ago, and there is, you know, a a very big space there looking for an alternative use. And um, you know, the council has talked about early stage talks, I can't quite remember the phrase, with an educational institution, and it's long, it's long craved a university University campus. It's got a little bit of South Bank um, there now, but it, it would uh, it would want more for very good reason. And you could imagine, uh, you know, something a little bit more campus-like in in that order in that order's um, space, combined with a tech hub in some of the Central next to the flip-out that's moved in next to the textile repair cafe, and that being quite a happy marriage. I mean, it, that's so. Uh, much more easily said than done, of course, and wouldn't every struggling town centre right now love that combination? But it's got to focus on the positive. It's got to focus on a vision. And, um, you know, there's there's a narrative there which makes sense to this night, perhaps.
0: Yeah. And there's a great opportunity there, isn't, isn't there, for the, the real estate sector communities and local authorities to work together to think about actually what is best for... The town and for the people rather than you know just always going to i'll make a big i'll develop a big shiny building because it you know it serves my ego well and looks nice on a on a brochure that perhaps this is this is a move to more considerate considerate development and and building and regeneration of of town centers to to borrow a phrase from from that former mayor to, to to build back better if yes. we really know what the, what that means and we <laughs> can do it
1: yeah i, I think everyone's uh, interpretation of that will be slightly different won't it but perhaps you know there there is the opportunity for a um, a test case that works for croydon here because what works for croydon won't work for for bolton or any uh, or even oxford street you know, and um, now, there's the uh, the Debenhams plans on Oxford Street going in this week as well, isn't there? So it, it does feel like another big week for real estate and for retail and for offices and all of those things. But yeah, you're right. I think it does, you know, the approach does need to be very different. Um, and it does need to be much more locally tailored as well, I think. But uh, But it's a problem for the council in the short term that, well in the medium term actually, it leaves a gaping hole that's going to have to be filled uh, somehow and it's it's a council that wasn't, um, that had financial problems going into this news so it comes out of that. Weaker not stronger that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. Now so usually on um, ED Night Sunday morning we'll talk a little bit around the the rest of the news but you've very um, expertly woven um, quite a few of the other stories that we've been writing about this week into into your uh, commentary on Croydon. So I'm gonna um, take this as an opportunity for, for listeners to to find out a little bit more about what what, what you're doing and what, what we're doing at, at EG as a as a wider business, if you can share any share any insight if um, people are, are missing your words at the front of the magazine, which I'm sure sure they do.
1: Ah uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure they're enjoying yours. Um, I suppose I've been looking at, you know, where uh, what's going on in the market and, you know, from a from a slightly from more of an eg perspective and you know what should we be doing what are those information intelligence needs that are that are out there and this is such an extraordinary time isn't it i know you know we've said that before on podcasts but it really is an extraordinary time that you i desperately try and resist attaching words like once once in a generation change but um i'm i'm a sucker for a cliche like that and it, it does feel like that you know and all of all of the factors are in this story and these stories really the future of the office the future of retail the pace and cost of development how to finance those developments refurb versus versus new build and please don't pull too many things down in croydon center and put up shiny new buildings that um, that that won't help either and then you know the operationalization of real estate and you can see that leaning towards you know leisure uses you know being an example of that, but, you know, a data center in Croydon, the life sciences hub, you've, you've already got some NHS um, facilities in, in Central there. And then uh, over and above all of this, and um, to borrow the wise words um, of of one chief exec a couple of weeks ago, you know, all of this, all of our decisions now have to be seen through the prism of ESG as well. Not, not just the E, but, you know, perhaps particularly the E. Um, and you know that that's what we're focusing on. That's what I'm focusing on, and seeing what we can do there. You know, you you have the uh, the content side um, addressing those issues in a really meaningful way every day and every week. And it's important that all aspects of um, of the EG operation does through data and uh, and through events, which we were chatting about before we came on the call.
0: And yes, and the the hopeful return of some in real life events uh one of course scheduled for october and uh and some more in in november so we hope to see lots of people back back there and for us to deliver some really great opportunities one for real estate and two for people to get together again and network and do that that thing that real estate does do
1: pretty well can you imagine being in a room full of um real estate people it's exciting sorry i can you imagine normally means uh (laughs) <laughs> okay. You know something negative. I meant it really positively, and um, you know, hopefully, it will be the EG Awards and um, and other places and other events are available.
0: Well, I am looking forward to it, and uh, especially having just come from the property try on on Friday, where you know the first real real example or opportunity for the industry to get together a little bit again, and for some of Team EG to to do their best swimming, running, and cycling.
1: I'm sure yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't be there I'm sure it was a tremendous event I am genuinely sorry I couldn't be there maybe you know not just as a spectator maybe as a participant
0: excellent thank you so much for joining uh, the EG Light Sunday Morning um podcast I usually sing us out but as I'm the host today I won't uh and um, we'll just I mean, let
1: you have a guest who's going to sing you out you wouldn't you wouldn't want that either
0: I mean you can if you want you're a Commodores fan
1: <laughs> I can't